0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Saturday, September 8th, 2012, and you guys are listening to episode number 76. And it uh, it's a little late in the day. Uh it's actually nighttime here. It's a quarter to midnight on Saturday, but I'm going to get this up right after I record it. So, um we'll kind of stay consistent with these being posted up on, on on Saturdays, although I'd like to get them up on Fridays. Trying to stay as consistent as I can and uh it's late in the day. It's been a crazy day. If you guys have um listened to the news or know what's going on here in the in the northeast, it has been monsoon raining. The tornado watches, I got caught in it a couple of times. It was nuts. I even had to drive uh, down south towards the city tonight. The highways are, like, flooded. People pulling over. You can't see shit. So uh, it's basically my weather. Dark, dreary, rainy during the day, gray, and people taking shelter. <laughs> That's how I like it. So, um, but I got a good show for you. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I started the show a little frustrated at first, but then got happy, and I will explain why. Um... I was looking for my my journal, my comedy journal that I started in like 2003, maybe 2002 or 2003 I started it and I would just put in like all different every night that I performed when I was coming up and I was doing black rooms and ur, you know the just the urban uh, circuit because you know I was getting stage time and everything and you know, I would just write things. And what I wanted to do for this episode 76 was I wanted to actually, because I haven't even read it in a long time, in years, I was going to read some of the entries, which was would have been hilarious, like rooms that I did and really nice and cool stuff, too. Like, you know, when I met certain comedians or when I started to get better and improve things that I realized, you know, I was doing. Like, it, it, it was a really cool growth thing. But, of course, our house is on the market. We're looking to move into a bigger house. And uh, when you show the house, it's got to be immaculate for these people to buy it. So my wife just took like, I mean, my wife cleaned this fucking place so insane. And of course, I see the journal every day laying on my dresser. And now she put it in some box during the cleaning and I couldn't find it. So I was frustrated. That's what I was going to do. I know you're all probably going, ah, fuck, that would have been cool. I know, me too. I'm pissed about it too. But I will do that. It's probably not far. It's probably upstairs in my closet somewhere in a box. I will get that done and we will do that in a future, in the next you know, few um, future podcasts. So that's going to be fun. Looking forward to doing that. But during my searching for this uh, journal, I came across my brand new Yankee hat that I lost like a year and a half ago and i was just like oh there it is and she's like yeah my wife was like yeah i found it while i was and i was like oh shit so that made me feel a little good now does that gonna mean i'm gonna watch baseball does that mean i'm gonna get back into it i don't know i might you know get into it during the playoffs a little bit i haven't been into it but you know what yankee hats are the shit navy blue legendary you know legendary logo goes with any outfit i've been waiting for my fucking hat i was gonna buy another one like 35 bucks for a fucking hat and so I'm psyched. I got my Yankee hat back. So no journal entries this week, but I got my hat and the journal entries will uh, come in a couple of weeks. so it's a win-win for everybody. All right. So a uh, lot of cool things to talk about. Want to talk about the new club in the city. want to talk about some weight loss. I've been losing some weight. I'm gonna definitely talk giants, cowboys. I uh, have to talk about that. And um, you know, we'll just uh, we'll just have a epic, hopefully epic episode number 76 here, of the Verzi effect, so buckle up, people, and uh, enjoy, I might have, just a little teaser out there I'm going to put here in the first five minutes of the show, I might have a big announcement in the next, something might go down, and I'd probably say it's like 60-40 that it's gonna, and it involves the podcast, and it could be epic, so I don't know yet, but if i if it doesn't happen i'll probably just tell you guys what i was what was going to happen so there's a chance it's not gonna so i'm not going to get my hopes up don't want to get your hopes up but something might be cool on the horizon and the only reason why i'm talking about it is cuz the show's doing better it's being recognized and um, i appreciate it and if this thing happens you know it'll uh, it'll get us up up even a little higher and you like how i said us see see cuz you guys are part of the show see i involved you See, I'm not some sociopathic asshole who's like, yeah, my show is going to do this. No, there is no show without you. Oh, shit. There you go. Another pat on the back to my fans. That is what I do. Because you people are just as much a part of the Verzi Effect podcast show as I am. So thank you for the show. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. This guy Verzi is a nice guy. This guy gets it. You're absolutely right, I do. I got to talk about The Stand in New York City, the brand new comedy club that I had the pleasure of hosting once again. Not only did I get to host that first event show, but I hosted the first comedy show there Friday night, and actually I shouldn't say that because uh, Thursday night they did a show. I did not host that, but I did a set on the second show, which was awesome, but I hosted the first weekend, the the first two shows they did on a Friday night, and it is awesome, I've talked about on the show before, my managers, uh, CH Entertainment, Cringe Humor, uh, Patrick Milligan, Chris Italia, Paul Italia, David Kimowitz, everybody else who helped out. Um, They opened up a club on 20th and 3rd Street and it's called The Stand NYC and um, it is amazing. These guys are foodies, so they, you know, they got like an executive chef. Shout out to, what's his name, Seth Levine, who's a fucking phenomenal chef. The guy has like six restaurants through the city. The shit they make, they're such food nerds and foodies that they can't do things normal. Okay, so you go upstairs and you could get a great dinner, great, you know, there's an unbelievable bar, they got specialty cocktails, but these people are not normal with food. You've heard some of the guests that I've had on Kimowitz talking about food. Uh, uh, it, it's just insane. They, they they look at normal food. It's the it's the, it's so funny. They look at normal food like hack, like hacky bullshit. Like, yeah, hey, what are you gonna get a regular cheeseburger? Oh, you pussy. You know what we're gonna make a giraffe burger. That's right. We're gonna kill a giraffe. <laughs> like, they have they have peaking duck pizza. Which people were raving about? I had a I had a crab cake sandwich at the club. Like this is not a typical comedy club. This is a comedy club with great comedy downstairs and upstairs. You can eat like you fucking never. Like I'm talking unbelievable. The crab cakes are insane. They have a dessert fondue dish where it's just like broom sticks. That's how long these sticks are of with like marshmallows, pineapple strawberries that people are dipping fine. You're on stage, you just see people eating these things. Every bread that's in there, every sandwich, has um, doesn't have regular buns. It's all made of pretzel dough. Like, they're all pretzel bread. It's it's insanity. I mean, they just did it right. So then you go downstairs after you eat upstairs, and it's a hundred person, small, real intimate club, right up there. Sound system's fucking insane, and I got to host the first one, And it was so cool, man. It was uh, lineup was great. Um, I hosted the show. Keith Robinson, Rachel Feinstein, uh, Mike Vecchione, Joe Matarese, Judah Friedlander from Thirty Rock stopped in. Todd Barry stopped in. Just just so much fun and you know, if you guys are in the area, you come to New York, if you want to see some great comedians, really up close, personal, intimate, working on new material, eat some great food, get some great drinks, go to the stands twentieth and third. It's basically my new home club. Uh when I'm not on the road and I'm in New York working, I'll be down there. They did such such a cool, unbelievable thing there where they um the wallpaper in the bathroom is all comedians that they liked. You know, some legendary comedians, all these guys, and then up and comers. And, uh, I was really flattered to see. I look up and I see my fate, my, my image up there, and the picture is next to. Talk about being in good company and, and just feeling completely unworthy and thinking, holy shit, I need to write more and work more and work harder. My picture to the left of me is Bill Burr, to the right of me is Louis C.K. Um, you know, under me is uh, like Steve Byrne and uh, Laurie Kilmartin and just all these all these great comedians and so amazing. And like, you know, every time you go into the bathroom, you see yourself on the wall. Jim Norton came in and had a funny joke about him. He was like, yeah, you go to the bathroom and you see me on the wall, which is appropriate, even if this wasn't a comedy club. He came in. He's hilarious. He came in and he did a, he did a set. Um, but it's just a great, man, it's a great time comics just sitting upstairs, eating, and then go downstairs when it's time to perform, and uh, it's all love, it's all family, and it's uh, it's what, that, especially that neighborhood and what New York needed, so um, I'm really thrilled about it, and definitely um, flattered to be a part of it, so please check out The Stand, man, it's, uh, I think it's going to be something really special in New York, and, um, you know, it, it's, it's in a part of town that there's really not that there like like there's certain clubs and stuff but there's not a presence of comedy like that in uh, in the Gramercy area of Manhattan so so do it man come out a lot of locals came out to support during the soft open and it's going to be the shit it really is Um, all right so tomorrow I have to fly speaking of the weather here because we we, it's been insane weather I'm glad I'm not flying today because uh, that would have sucked so I'm flying tomorrow to Las Vegas And uh, I'm going to be out there performing. Apparently, it's going to be like 97, 94 to 97 and sunny the whole time I'm there. So you know what I'm going to be doing, everybody? Nothing but laying by the pool and going in hot tubs all day and staying in my suite. That's right. That's right. Getting that rest that I so desperately need and want. And, um, and I know what you're saying, oh, it's his poor wife, his poor wife. Nope, my wife is off on vacation and she's going to be getting help from my mother-in-law and they're going to go and get help from friends and every you know they're going to go and do whatever because they're both off. So that's going to be a little, little better for her too. So we're both going to get a, a needed break while I'm away out there in Vegas. But I would not be cool going to the airport knowing that there's a fucking tornado coming. But I want to talk about um, this weight loss. I lost some weight, guys. I'm happy about it, alright? Now, I'm going to help you fat fucks listening to this, okay? And you know who you are. You know who you are. You're listening to this right now, and you got you got fucking powder on your upper lip. You're eating a glazed donut. You're sitting down, and you're listening to this, and you know that you need the advice that I'm about to give, okay? Now, listen, I don't have a six-pack yet. I'm not one of these ripped dudes, but I'm getting better, and I want to play with my kids. I don't want to be the fat fuck who, you know, has to lean to the side when he gets up on the couch. You know <laughs> you know those people that they're, they're so fat or like they're just out of shape that they can't just forwardly get up on the couch? They, they have to like put the ar- their arm back on the back of the couch and then lean to one side to get up and they take like a big gasp of air. Yeah, that guy's dying early. All right? I don't want to do that. So I've been losing weight, and everyone's been telling me I've been losing weight, but here's the cool part about it. I haven't been on a diet. I was going to do the Weight Watchers thing, but I was like, no, there's, there's a normal way, a lifestyle change. I think I have the discipline to do it. But the more people are saying, man, you're losing weight, you're losing weight, I didn't feel like I was working really hard on it, which is a good thing. Okay, a lot of people are like, oh, you must be working hard. Yeah, I'm working a little harder. I'm being a little more active, but I've just slowly changed my portions. I slowly cut out certain things that I drink, and the shit is working. And I'm loving it, man. All right? So listen to me. If you're a fat-ass podcast fan of mine, I apologize for calling you a fat fuck, but I'm trying to help you. Okay? This is tough love right here. I want you to continue to listen to this, and I don't want you to be laying up in some hospital with a fucking, you know, what is ever those things? What do they call them, a bedpan or whatever to piss in because you can't get up. Like I'm trying to. I don't want people to, you know, get really fat and disgusting and not be able to play with their kids. So this is for you. So here's what you got to do. All right, fuck the diets, fuck all that bullshit. Okay, this is the versi, this is the versi effect way. You lose weight. It's discipline. Okay, you alcoholics aren't going to like this. Cut out the beer, man. Or if you if you don't if you can't cut out the beer, choose one day to drink like four or five of your favorite beers and that is it. You can't do it. All right? All you fat bastards coming home from work, open it. You know those people that come home from work, they can't have one or two drinks like a normal human being. No, they got to get a fucking ice cold 12-pack, sit down on the couch and just drink and wake up feeling like shit and do it every day. How sad is it seeing somebody that you grew up with and they're just... It's over. They're just fat. They just waddle around. Got They got kids. They go to the park with their kids, but they're the fat bastard who's standing behind the fence with a hat on backwards, drinking a Milwaukee's best while their kids are running around playing. They don't even do it with them. Fuck that. That's not going to be me. So here's what you got to do. Okay? And even for you medium dudes, because I was like a medium dude, you know? And... um And you know, if you're skinny and you just can't gain weight, fuck you, I hate those people. You know those people, you could throw like 15 glazed donuts down their throat, tilt their head back, force them to drink like, you know, two two liters of Coca-Cola and they just like burp really loud and long and then they're fine and their flat little stomachs go down and they can go, I hate those people. And there are some people that like that happens like even up into their 40s, they just don't gain weight, I can't stand that shit. You know, me, I could like hear my tits getting fatter if I drink anything other than water. Which brings me to the water point. A big key in this whole thing is water. Eight, seriously, eight 12-ounce bottles of water a day. If you do that alone and you stop with everything else you drink, that's like five to eight pounds right there. I'm not even kidding. Just water. Treat yourself one day out of the week. If you have a couple of beers, fine. Just Just double up on water. Another thing, another tip, if you get buzzed and you're drinking and you start to get a little drunk and you get the munchies and you want to eat down your fucking house like we all do, you start making two, you know, turkey sandwiches at two in the morning the size of tissue boxes, just stacked like a tissue box square. Stop it. Here's what you do. You get the munchies, you get like healthy crackers. Like wheat thins, eat like 10 wheat thins, slug water, go to bed, have the discipline, portion control for dinner, and what time you eat, that's it, that's it, stop sneaking to the freezer every 10 minutes, because I did it too, I was doing it with mint chocolate chip ice cream, which is by the way the best and one of the most delicious things you're ever going to eat, ever, mint chocolate chip ice cream is refreshing, delicious, like chocolate, it's just insane, so I would go in and, you know, take some, you know, and if I do though, I'll just, I'll just stop. I'll take like five tiny little spoonfuls, drink a glass of water, and don't do anything else. It's discipline. Portion control. If you eat pasta on Sundays with your family or if you do an Italian meal, have one bowl, one decent-sized bowl of pasta, maybe two meatballs, that's it. Side salad, stop eating, 9.30, stop. Right now, as I do this podcast, and the, and the clock just struck uh, 12. Okay, uh, I am drinking like a diet version of iced tea as I'm doing the podcast and I've been drinking waters all day long. I had, to, I had to, I'm eating one salad a day. I'm telling you, you can do it. You don't need a diet. Just totally fucking try to just cut like if you go to subway, don't get a foot long. Get a six inch, get the bag of chips and get either and, and get a bottle of water. I'm telling you, you, do this shit, you start seeing results. It makes you want to run. There you go there you go, test yourself, don't be a pussy, look at your fat jowls in the mirror, look at your fat neck in the mirror, and go, I don't want to be fat neck anymore, <laughs> fat neck is one of the funniest like fat, like slurs ever, think about it. it's just, hey, how you doing fat neck, <laughs> it's just, it just lets you know, and I'm one of those people, when I start gaining weight right to my head and neck, But I felt good because um, everybody's been telling me, man, you look good, you're losing weight, you're losing weight, it's getting leaner. And this is probably the thinnest I've been in a in long time, so I'm excited about it. I'm going to keep going. I was going to do the diet thing, and I'm like, no, you know something? I'm not a pussy. I'm a man. I want to lose some weight. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I'm doing, and it feels good, man. Like now I take off my shirt. If I take off my shirt at a pool, I'm like, yeah. Look at these tits went down, huh? <laughs> That's right. I went from like medium tits to now like I'm like an A cup right now. So pretty soon if I keep this up I'm going to training bra. And uh and then after training bra, it's just it's on, man. But I'm I'm feeling good. And you do feel better when you like it's amazing how like you could you just like feel better just doing anything. You know, like in the shower and you're smaller and you could feel it. You look at yourself like, hell yeah. You know, nothing's worse than that big ass bloated, shitty feeling. It's such a hopeless feeling to just look down at your feet and all you see is just fucking hairy belly button. There's, <laughs> There's no, is there anything worse than that? You just know that the work cut out for you is just... Like, you just know when you go for your yearly physical, the blood work's not coming back all good. All good. (laughs) Oh, my God. it's Being fat, though, there's just something... I don't know why it's so funny. Why is it so funny? Like, I just find it funny even watching somebody... I remember I was at a Yankee game with my brother... And there was just this big, heavy Italian dude sitting there with his Yankee apparel on. And he just held this glazed donut with a chocolate topping on it. And he just, me and my brother just watched him. He just took this gigantic bite, like half, like three quarters of the donut went in his mouth. And the side of his cheek just blew up like he was was a fucking giant chipmunk. And we just like watched him chew it. And he he had this look of satisfaction on his face it was it was like a snake after it just swallowed a fucking it was like a snake after it just swallowed a possum where like it was just it it just kind of like slithers off slowly like I'm good it was funny disgusting all at the same time but if you got kids man you want to play with your kids you don't want to be that fat guy behind the chain link fence with well, your hat on backwards, drinking a Milwaukee's best. So listen to me. Portion control. Forget all the fatty bullshit diets. Portion control. Drink a lot of water. Okay? Cut down on the desserts. Do some... Do, just just give... Do discipline, man. Just have discipline with it. Just for a little while. If you don't see improvements, you can say, fuck you. And fine. You know, I'm trying to help you. I want my, I want my listeners to stay healthy. So there you go. That's the weight loss thing. And um, I'm not gonna lie, I I made myself laugh really hard three times there, and I was literally just just talking about being like fat people because like, and really fat people tend to be like I, I can't remember like I've, I've met only very few really mean fat people. Like I think it's rare to meet a dude who just waddles down the road at 400 pounds and he's just a complete asshole. Like you don't see that many like huge fat dicks unless they're just like and, and if you do it's probably a defense mechanism because they hate looking at themselves. But um, I'm excited because if I lose like 15 more pounds, then I'm gonna be like like I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of those guys that like wants excuses to take their shirt off just to show people I did it. <laughs> I'll be like, you know, I know it's snowing, but it's, it's kind of got that warm snowing. I'm going to go shovel with uh, no shirt on right now. All right, so do that. Lose the weight. Stop being a fat mess. All right, look yourself in the mirror and say, listen, am I acceptable or unacceptable? Let's make this the unacceptable for the week for the Verzi effect for episode 76, okay? If you look down and you only see like your toes or nothing else, that's unacceptable if you're in your, actually at any age, any age, because if it's unacceptable if you're in your 50s and 60s too, because that means you're going to die young and you just totally gave up at such a young age, so if you can't see your toes when you look down and you just see stomach, that's fucking, that's completely unacceptable, that's unacceptable for the week. And what about these dudes who get that band around their stomach and the band breaks? That's really unacceptable. <laughs> you got to totally be like, for, the, for you to just have a band around your stomach and be like, oh, I'm good now, you know, I'm going to get full sooner. And then you're just habits of throwing down like a rhino, just continue and the thing snaps. That's just like, that's completely unacceptable and hilarious. So I'm goofing on fat people now and people who can't stop eating. And yes, for you sensitive listeners, I know it's a problem. It's a problem. I can't stop eating cake. Yeah, you can stop eating cake. You know how? Stop eating cake. That's it. Just tell yourself, I'm having one slither of cake after we sing happy birthday. You know? Not having to have two cakes so your fat ass could eat three quarters of one of them. Stop it. It's a disease, Paul. It's a disease. It's a bullshit excuse. Okay? Stop it. Put down the gravy and drink some water. Stop being a mess. All right, now we got to talk Giants and Cowboys. It is sports segment, guys. That's what it is. Uh, I don't have a movie segment again this week because I, um, I got a new DVD that I was going to watch. That movie with Guy Pierce about, I think, like a prison in space called Lockout. And I was so tired from running around that I laid in my bed, I put it in, and ten minutes later I was out cold. I ended up, it was one of those nights where you, you, you know those nights where your body just taps out and you just fall asleep at ten o'clock and you wake up the next day like thirteen hours later. I had one of those, so I didn't get to see that movie. So, um, But I do want to see this m- uh, new movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf and, uh, is it Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf and Tom Hardy, the guy who played Bane in my favorite movie um, Dark Knight Rises, The uh, I want to see that movie, so that comes out, I think, next week, so I'm going to definitely check that out, and, um, I'm really going to probably go to the movies in Vegas, I'm going to go to the movies in Vegas and sleep around a pool, that's going to be my, there's going to be no gambling, I might see a show or whatever, but that's what I'm going to do out there, but let's get into sports segment now, Giants, Cowboys, sorry, Cowboy fans, but I got to go here, I don't want to be a sore loser, and I'm not being a sore loser, you guys won the game, I'll give you that, but, Here's what freaked me out about it, and here's why I I got mad. Chris Collinsworth had the nerve to go, This is a completely different Dallas team. Really? It's really a different Cowboys team? Is it really, Chris? Or did I see Tony Romo throw a pick, which almost was a pick six, by two yards? Okay, that's not too different from what he does, okay, in games. Okay, that's not too different at all. Okay, he didn't, he, he, don't get me wrong, he played great, but let's be honest, he played great because the Giants have a fucking fifth string cornerback, okay, and they threw to him all night long, not to mention that Eli was hitting Victor Cruz in the chest with daylight in front of him, and he dropped everything because he's too busy thinking about the fucking stupid salsa dance he's going to do, the Giants came into that game way too celebratory is that a word? Celebratory? I think it is. Um, they came in there just, oh, this is a party. This is a fucking you know, this is gonna be great, man. We're gonna we're gonna, you know, hoist up the flag or the, you know, the banner, and this is gonna it's our night, it's our night. And they came out and they looked good, but it was bullshit. Victor Cruz caught everything in the NFC championship game in the Super Bowl, and he comes back week one at home after going on all these stupid talk shows, doing that dance, and he drops passes all night. If it was a completely different Cowboys team, they would have shit on us by at least two touchdowns and dominated the whole game. They didn't. The Giants fumbled the ball in the red zone. And I'm not listen, the Cowboys won the game. I'm not I'm not trying to take away the Cowboys won the game, but to act like this is a completely different Cowboys team. You don't throw a pick six or an almost pick six and do that shit. He threw to the same guy. The Giants secondary is horrible. So yes, the Cowboys won the game. I'm not going to say the Giants gave them the game because the Cowboys earned it a little bit, but to say they're a different team, come on, that's bullshit. That's that's ridiculous. It's typical week one hype bullshit. The Giants need to run the ball better and they need to get their acts together in the backfield because the defensive backs, I swear to God, I could have worked out with them for a week and done what number 30 did. They could have put a fucking mannequin out there to do what number 30 did. It was ridiculous. And, and Romo and them totally executed and, and utilized it. But let's see if it's a different Cowboys team when they play the San Francisco 49ers or the Green Bay Packers or the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's see if it's a different, you know, team. Because, you know, I just can't stand... And then all the Cowboy fans, yeah, Cowboys, Cowboys. And it, it really annoys me how many Cowboy fans are in New York. It's just, it's the same thing with, like you know, the way people loved the Bulls, you know, and it didn't stick, people loved the Bulls in the 90s because of Jordan, and that didn't stick, but for some reason, I don't know what it is, maybe because of football is like a, I don't know, I don't know what it is, maybe because it's a shorter season, I, I don't know why, but all these people that loved the Cowboys in New York when they were winning, and they kind of act like they're like these, like, I don't know, you haven't won shit in a decade and a half, you haven't even been to the playoffs in two decades, right, two decades, you haven't been in the playoffs, and they act like this. I can't stand the cow- The Cowboys are like the Lakers to me. They're just two teams I just can't stand win. I don't know why. I just don't know why. I like the Eagles better than I like the Cowboys. Like, I don't, like, the, the whole Eagles-Giants thing, I, that's not even really a rivalry to me. You know? I mean, I'm not an Eagles. I don't like the Eagles, but I don't hate, like, I, like, I don't like the Eagles But when the Giants play them, I'm not, like, sickened if they lose. And maybe that's because they beat us a lot. I got used to it, but. Uh, (laughs) I just, something about the Cowboys. Like Even if the Redskins beat us, the Redskins, it's just the Cowboys. It's just because there's some kind of, like, arrogance, like they're owed something, and they're not. And Stephen A. Smith made the greatest point on Skip Bayless, who he destroys routinely. But. Why the fuck are the Dallas Cowboys called America's team? That's not America's team. The best if Amer, America's team should be the Green Bay Packers because all of the fans are the stockholders. They own the team. The fans own the team. That's America's team. Okay? The Pittsburgh Steelers, they travel well. That's that's more of America's team. The Cowboys were winning and they were called America's team back fucking away and and they people still act like it. It's stupid. If somebody was to say to me who is America's team in football, I would say the best argument is the Green Bay Packers because their fans actually own the team. And that's fucking cool. You know, um, but I just, you know, oh, this is a different, this is complete No, if it was a different Cowboys team, they would have you would have saw you would have seen the Giants get completely shut down. And I don't mean dropping balls shut down. I mean, like, not able to do anything. Yeah, they stacked Eli a little bit. I'll say it was a good game. They capitalized on the Giants' weaknesses, but give me a fucking break. It's one week. Stop it. Stop it. Let me see what Romo does against a big defense like that. And if they do, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll say, hey, you know what? Now now that, You need to see somebody do something for, like, three to five weeks consistently to even start to go, wow, they're really turning a corner. It's a different team. So that's why I got pissed off. And all the Cowboy fans, that's what we do. Yeah, fucking. And I can't stand, and stop with these fucking, like, I, I can't stand the ginas or these things, like people shitting the Giants with these stupid fucking sayings in New York. You know, it's like, really, they won the fucking Super Bowl twice. They had two of the most legendary runs. They have a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback. Stop it. Stop it. The Giants are the shit, and everybody who plays them knows it. The NFC, there are teams in the NFC that are the shit. As much as I hate to admit this, and I know I have some friends listening to this that like that li- are gonna like this. Um, you know, the Eagles. I think I the Eagles are a good football team, and the Eagles have been a good football team for years. You know, and for everybody that wants all you Eagle fans out there, um, I got a buddy that I went to. Um, I got, I got a buddy that I uh, went to school with. My, uh, this dude Chad, Chad. Shout out to Chad, man. If you if you're listening to this, uh, and I, I'm going to address that uh, political thing that I just saw you put on Facebook. Um, but you know, I got a lot of I, I know people that like the Eagles and they're, and they're from down there, and a lot of Eagle fans don't like Andy Reid, and I got I got to tell you, man. Like, I think that guy's the shit, dude. Like. Like I mean, look, the guy throws what sixty percent of the time. But look at if you got if you look at his wins and the games he's been in. How many coaches have been to that many championship games? Have been to a Super Bowl? And I know it's easy to say, yeah, but he didn't win them. I get that, but like he's also you know not on the field. Like you know he didn't fucking shit the bed. Like what's his name did McNabb at the end of the game? I like to do, and I think if Vic, if Vic uh, you know doesn't get hurt, they're, they're going to be really good. But this whole idea. This whole idea that, like, the Cowboys are the team and the Cowboys this and the Cowboys that and the star is legendary and this and that. Fine, maybe the star is a legendary sports symbol. I'll give you that. It is. It definitely is. I went to the stadium. I went for a tour of the stadium. The people there are great. The fans of the Cowboys are great. Uh, But this whole, like, show us some respect attitude where the Cowboys coming into town, it's crazy. I haven't done shit. Gave up a 12-point lead in the fourth quarter to the Giants. Giants went into your building on opening night of your new stadium here and beat you. You know? Redskins suck, man. The Redskins, like, they just can't get their shit together. Okay? So, anyways. But um, I uh, I just think that to say that the Giants, you know, lost to a better team or this is a completely different team. No. You can't throw better balls than Eli threw and this fucking and this and this cornerback. Damn it, I'm pissed they lost. I just uh I was texting people during the game, just I, I just I got I care too much. So stupid. Alright. So go fuck yourselves, cowboy fans. How about that? Seriously. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. You know what, I'll give my Super Bowl prediction right now. And last year, I want to make this clear right now, and if you don't believe me, go back, because I made my Super Bowl prediction while Bill Burr was a guest on the show. Okay, and I believe, I forgot, who the hell, he picked, Bill picked the Eagles and the Jets, and I picked the Green Bay Packers to repeat against the New England Patriots. And the funniest thing about my prediction was I was off. But every time I make a prediction and I come really close, it's always my Giants ruining my prediction, <laughs> which I'll take every time. All right. But um. So all right, we're we're running out of um, running out of a little bit of time here. I'm fucking exhausted. Running out of a little bit of time. I don't even know if that fucking makes sense. We're running out of time. We got uh, about 10 minutes left. But you know what? It's my show. So there's no fucking producer saying you got to wrap it up. So fuck that. I can do what I want. Um, Let me see if anybody else put something on my Facebook right now. Because I said as I was doing this, I wanted to reach out to people. And um, I wanted to reach out to people. And I said that uh, if there was anything you wanted me to talk about on the podcast, I'll talk about. And um, I got... Let's see here. All right. My buddy Chad said, what the hell is that, my, my buddy Chad said, politics on Facebook, and that, it, it really is one of the, you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of what, you know, prompted me to put my Facebook posting on, on what I said, um, just because during this time, everybody acts like they know shit, and everybody, um, has this like just deep opinion and they keep throwing these signs up that are anti one person or anti the next and it's just for them like it's in some cases I feel like it's a really like it's a really silly thing to do and here's why I think it's silly because there is a flip side to whatever they're saying there is a flip side and whether they agree with the flip side or not it's just foolish to me and this is no disrespect, because I have friends that put signs up there and shit. And I'm not trying to shit on anybody. But this whole idea that your stance is right and the other people... I actually heard somebody somebody put something on Facebook saying the top 10 reasons to vote for Obama. And they just started like listing this stuff. And then at the end, they were like, any questions? Like, I'm going to be like, oh, oh, you know what? Wow. Wow. You know, if I didn't read these 10 things that this you know, person put up here on Facebook, it's just fucking dumb, stop it, because somebody else, just as smart as that person, can put 10 reasons why you shouldn't, so I hear you, Chad, I, I, you know, and that's why I did it, you know, and I don't want to be hypocritical when I did my thing, if you notice, I didn't take a stance on anything, you know, all that I said when I put my posting up was, you know, um, I, I, I spoke my opinion about this president, and I said that, you know, this, you know, um, I, I didn't buy into it. I didn't buy into what, what was being sold to me from the media and everything. And as far as his, um, you know, opponent Romney and, and the Republicans, I, I really can't buy into that shit. I find it to be all bullshit, like I said. And people putting it on Facebook as if it's fact is crazy. I believe that, so, you know, to answer your question, I I agree, man, Facebook statuses can be whatever you want, but when it comes to any kind of religion or politics, it's silly, you know, if you want to say, hey, yeah, fuck the Miami Heat, yeah, let's go Cowboys, you know, oh, the Giants lost, they suck, like, that's funny because it's a sports team, but I just think if you start talking about, you know, tax brackets, and you start talking about the economy, and you start talking about all things that, like, most people aren't really educated on, it just prompts people to get angry, so I agree 100%, you know, and that's why, if you notice, I didn't take a stance on it, because, I mean, certain things are facts, though, like, certain things are just silly, like, where you could be like, well, that, that I agree with, it's funny, but I agree with it, but don't fucking shut up, shut up, you know? Yeah, do you know that in 2008 President Obama did fucking this and he shouldn't? And this is terrible. You want that guy back in? Did you know that Mitt Romney took a shit in the woods when he ran out of gas? <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care. I don't care. Stop it. It's going to be a long, brutal battle that these guys are going to shit on each other in these commercials. They're going to fucking talk about who had kids out of wedlock, who did this, you know, who fucking cares about the environment more, and it's just silly. I don't care. I don't think I'm voting. I want to go to... I want to see a funny Facebook posting or somebody making fun of people that post stuff. You know, um... So, I just, I don't know. I agree with you, buddy. I agree with you. Let's see what else somebody said. Uh, Let me go here. Let's check out the Twitter. I'm going to check the Twitter and see if somebody tweeted something. And if they did, I will talk about that. Then I will get into the plugs where I'm going to be. And um, we'll go from there. Let's see here. Did I get anything? I did not. Hold on. Fucking thing's going to be. Let's see here. Mentions. Somebody wrote. Somebody wrote. Simply saying Paul Verzi has officially replaced I knew it slash I called it in my household. That's funny, man. Bill Burr created a monster with that. Saying the I called it shit. Um, but okay, so let's, uh, let's move on here. I, uh, somebody said something funny and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about and I really don't want to get into it. So we will talk about, let's talk about some NFL. Let's talk about a little more NFL real quick because I think uh, since I'm going to be in Vegas, I'm going to do a little gambling preview here. All right, and you know what's funny about gambling or, or the NFL comment? You got all these guys going, "Hey, just so you know, man, I'm really good at picking games. So if you ever want to go over anything or you make make a little money, talk to me." And I want to be like, "Then why the fuck are you telling me? And why are you even here, not in your mansion, laughing at every fucking game that's on the screen because you know it so well? People are so full of shit; it's hysterical." But I think that there's some locks. So this may be funny and sound degenerate gambling type, but I'm going to Vegas tomorrow and I'm going to be at the sports book and I'm sure I'm going to put a little bit of dough on some games sit during the day and just watch them. But I think there are some locks. I don't know all the spreads, but they're definitely teams that I love. So let's go over this, all right? One team, one. I mean, let's be honest. Philadelphia Eagles... If they don't win that game with that defense going against a rookie quarterback, there's a problem. That's a lock. The Eagles win that game. Another lock. I love the Patriots against the Titans. Another rookie quarter or second-year quarterback who's playing for the first time in that, uh, is that locker guy or whatever. Uh, love, the, love the Patriots. How about this game? This game has got bloodbath written all fucking over it. Blood bath. The Washington Redskins going into New Orleans. New Orleans is fucking walking around like a pit bull who just fucking got out of a cage. And like like, dude, could you imagine what the hell that team must be saying about and they're going against a rookie quarterback. He's good, he's fast, but I think Robert Griffin III is going to be running for his life all afternoon against against uh, New Orleans. I think they're pissed. Breeze got his Breeze got his money. That whole you know bounty thing. Um, you know they they want to band together and show their home. They're in the dome. Breeze is going to throw for fucking seven hundred yards or whatever. I I think I don't even care what that spread is. If that spread was twenty, I would take New Orleans. I think New Orleans is going to shit. On them, I'm gonna keep going here. I'm gonna keep going. Sorry for you non-sports fans. Um, Seattle, Arizona, I wouldn't touch. Um, Pittsburgh, Denver, believe it or not, I wouldn't touch that. Denver's defense is really good, and I could I I could actually see at home Denver pulling that off at the end with like a field goal or something. I wouldn't touch that one either. Um, I like the Charges over Oakland. And um, I like Baltimore over Cincinnati. So, uh, and wait, who's uh, San Francisco playing? Oh, San Francisco playing Green Bay. That should be an awesome game. I think, man, the locks are the Philadelphia Eagles, the New England Patriots, the uh, New Orleans Saints, and and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. So, I would tease those. I would. I would. What's it called? I would tease. Tease Philly and New Orleans, and that should be that should be money. I want 5% for all the shit that I say that you guys win. I'll give you the fucking PayPal account. That'd be great if I just started doing that, and you guys went by it, and I just got, like, money. And then you guys start asking me for money when you lose. <laughs> um, all right, so that's it. Let's start talking about... Uh, what's going on here. I'll be taking an airplane to Vegas, and uh, the plugs for the week are going to be Las Vegas Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM Grand the 10th through the 17th. Um, I was a little pissed off about something, and I'm going to explain to you guys what happened. I'm not going to talk shit about anybody, but something happened, and uh, I'm going to explain my fucking frustration and something that I think is kind of... I don't know something that I don't like. A little uncomfortable. I'll explain what happened. Um, I, I'm kind of an edgy comic. I think that uh, I, you know, I'm, I can be a hundred percent clean. I've done, I've done forty-five minutes on stage without swearing. I can do it. I've been doing it for my, you know, TV show, uh, TV show submissions, running around for late-night talk shows, being clean. I choose not to be. I like to talk about edgy, real shit, dark shit in my life, and I curse. That's how I talk sometimes, and that's what I like to do. I like to be real on stage. So, I'm going to be in Vegas, and um, I'm going to be there from uh, Monday through Sunday, and on Tuesday night, Jim Brewer's coming into town. Now, I got a phone call, and they were like, you know, Brewer's coming into town, and You know, and I I met Jim Brewer. I met Jim Brewer on a radio station years ago. Guy was nice to me. You know, I got nothing bad to say about him. Um, Friends of mine like, you know, Burr and some other people that, you know, know him well always said great things about him. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sit here. And and I don't even know if this came from, you know, from Jim or whatever. But I got a phone call um, from the manager out there. And they were like, hey, you know, um, you know, Jim, you know, Jim wants like, super clean openers and stuff, and, you know, he's got a clean act, and that's fine, you know, he, you know, he's got, he's got a family, and he's definitely, you know, not cursing on stage, and I totally respect that, but they were like, you know, don't, uh, they don't want you to, you know, curse, uh, and I was like, fine, you know, yeah, I could be clean, I could be, no, that's no problem, let me know, you know, I can, uh, Go on and, you know, open up for him and do whatever. And I'll be squeaky clean. I'll talk about, you know, whatever. I I can definitely, I've been doing this long enough. I could tailor my set to to what I need to do. You know, I've been doing this over 12 years. So I'm thinking it's cool. And then I find out, no, they're going to have the guy who's headlining in Vegas uh, middle. And then just some local dude's going to come in and do like, you know, a, a clean 10 minutes. And I was like, for a second, I was just like. Like why the fuck? And look, I really don't care. Um, but I was, I was just gonna be like, you know, if if I'm headlining some rooms and shit, and I'm fucking like, I don't know, I can do ten minutes. I was almost like, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get somebody else to do a ten minutes clean. And now I'm, I'm like, and, and so part of me was like, should I just so so should I say something? So I basically, I just told the general manager, I was like, look, man, if you need me to, you know, if, if you guys are really worried, you know, I can do that. Or then, I'm, then, I don't know. I don't know if Jim saw clips and was like, man, I can't have a dude talking about that. I don't know. I really have no idea. But I just feel like, man, you know, tell a fucking professional, listen, don't do this. You know, I just, you know, and, and I disagree with this. And this is no, you know... This is no disrespect to Jim Brewer or anybody, but I just feel like comedy shouldn't be, you know, he's, he's definitely, you know, earned his thing and, and, and all that. But I just think comedy should be, um, you know, don't, what other, what another comedian does should have no impact on what, on what you do. Any comedian I'm talking about. Like. Any show that I do, like if I choose to be clean, I'll be clean. But I I don't know if I would have, I I, I just, I disagree with any comedian. Here's what I'm trying to say. I disagree with any comedian who, because of their style and what they're doing, has to alter or have other comedians with them that don't, you know, that that they can't do this or they can't do that. I disagree with that. I really do. And I'm just being honest. You know, I really am. I, I don't fucking find that to be, you know, that's just not cool to me. You know, and this isn't about Jim Brewer or, 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 you know, anybody in particular. This is about any comedian out there. I just disagree. My opinion is I disagree with you being on a show and saying some shit. Like, and listen, all I could do is be real. I don't give a fuck. I'm just being honest, okay? And, and I love everybody that's associated with this room, but I was a little kind of taken back that I, you know, was automatically overlooked because I'm like edgy and I and I curse when I'm like I've been doing this shit going on 13 years. I can be squeaky clean and and do it and just the fact that like it, I, I I iterated that and it still didn't go down where I was going to do that. You know, I just didn't like that. And all I could do was be honest and that's all I could and that's all that I could do and that's all that I could give to my to my fans and to my listeners. So, you know, I feel if you're a comedian and you want to be clean, be clean, but don't, like, you know, don't, and and people know, I mean, I'm not fucking filthy, I could understand if, like, I could understand a clean comedian not wanting Andrew Dice Clay to go before them, I understand that, you know, that's, that's a little different, that's somebody who's, like, established as, like, can, can be filthy and all that, but what I'm talking about is, like, up-and-comers or people that are, you know, whatever, that you know aren't really, you know, that dirty and can definitely be clean, just say, hey, man, you know, so-and-so prefers you to be clean. Fine, I could do it. But to just not do it, I'm just like, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. So, whatever. It is what it is. And, um, you know, if I get to do a spot on that show, if I, you know, th- th- that's great. And if not, that's fine, too. It's totally cool. But it, it did bother me, and I wanted to express that it did. Because, um, you know, just kind of, just want to be real, man. You know, I just, uh, I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me talking about that on the podcast. I'm sure that people are like, why why wouldn't you keep that? Why don't you keep that? you know why why the fuck aren't I gonna say it? I'm going out to Vegas and I'm on a week and one night I'm not working because apparently people think that I'm too you know because I'm you know i I, I just I had to say it what am I what am I gonna do? I had to say it so um, Tuesday night, if I'm not, if I'm not on the show Tuesday night out in Vegas, I will be on the show Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday, and, uh, if I am on that show, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll I'll talk about it, and I'll be, uh, I'll give you guys an update on what, on what goes down, so that's, uh, pretty much the story that's going out in Vegas, and like I said, man, like, this is, uh, you know, I, I met Jim Brewer, the dude was cool, and I know he's trying to do something clean and everything, but I just feel like, you know, you know, I guess, I guess if I could be 100% honest and real, I've earned, the, I, I feel like in the 12 years and what I've did in, so far in the 12 years, and I know I'm nobody still, I don't think I'm the shit, I know that, okay, I'm very humble, I'm not an arrogant dude, I know that I could get a lot better and I need to write and keep getting on stage to get better, I'll be the first to tell you that, Okay. I know what I could be, what I'm going to be, where I'm going if I continue to do certain things, and I know that I'm just not there yet. Fucking perfectly well well aware of that. Okay, but I think with some of the shit that I've done in my career, I think that I've earned the right to do fucking 20 clean minutes if I say that I can. You know, so that's, that's that. I'll leave it at that. Um, all right, so I will get into uh, some uh, other plugs here two. Um, after Vegas, I'll come back and then I will be, um, in Jacksonville, Florida, September 27th through the 29th with Bill Burr. And, uh, there you go. I'm pretty sure I could curse on that one, (laughs) but, um, no, so that's, uh, that's it, man. I'll be, uh, you know, doing that, and in the meantime, I will be, oh, I'm sorry, and if you are in the New York City area, and you want to check me out, I will be, uh, doing the stand, uh, in New York City on the 21st, 22nd, and 24th of September, and then I will be going out to Jacksonville, Florida, okay, and hopefully I have a cool announcement coming up about the podcast pretty soon, and, uh, that's it, so, until uh, until the next episode, let me know what you guys think. Please keep the comments coming. And, you know, that's it. Remember what I said, fat listeners. Okay? Remember what I said. Until next time, I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. Furzy Effect, episode 76. I'm out. The next episode will be 77 from beautiful, hot, sunny Las Vegas, Nevada at the MGM Grand Maybe I'll have a guest, maybe I won't, but it will be the shit. Later.